This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Wow, what a year and a half it's been. <laughs> Let's face it, after coronavirus and wearing a mask and not wearing a mask and all that that came with that. The world is finally reopening and many of us were left, well, let's say with a pain in our back. <laughs> well, we know someone who makes getting aligned a snap. Well, it's more like a snap and a crack. Snapcrack offers hassle-free chiropractic adjustments for just $29 a visit. No hidden fees and no appointment needed. Just walk in and reap the benefits of their three-step process of the crack, the drop, and the click. Trust us, Good things come in threes. Their clinics even offer monthly memberships for $49 that include adjustments and Snap Boost, which is a vitamin therapy injection. Baja salid nuevo de paquete. <laughs> so visit snapcrack.com today to find the location nearest you and just stop by. You'll be in and out before you know it. And after all, when you feel better, you do better. Hey people, this is DJ. And this is Ish. And, and this, this is season four of Better Let, Let Me Tell You. I know, so thank God, because if we were going to be very lackadaisical, like the day of the presidents, 
we would both fall asleep. What day were the presidents? That you just started talking about the presidents. Oh yeah, but it was like three in the morning. <laughs> right, but I'm saying if we were to have a recap of that after the the meal we just had from eating house, rest in peace. Well, well, <laughs> well. I was gonna say happy birthday. <laughs> Welcome everyone to Pero Let Me Tell You episode episode one sixty five. One sixty five. How is everybody? We made it to the end of the week, and what a week it's been. Um, I mean, has it? Did uh, something something happen? Before we get to the issues of this week, anything? Yes, as you said, Eating House here, well, in the Gables, yes, is closing yes. Uh, Sunday, right? On Sunday, yeah, yeah July 18th. And I, um, I'm going to miss it, but my waistline will be thanking me. Right. So we just came, we just, Ish and I had uh, one final dinner at uh, one last supper. Oh, <laughs> a last supper? At Eating House. And um, I, we were telling the waiters there that, the fact that they're closing down and depriving the general public of the uh, Costa Carbonara is like... It's a crime against nature. It's a crime against humanity. Because it really the pasta, is. The pasta Carbonara there is in my top 10 favorite things I've ever eaten in my life. So, <laughs> Eating House, thanks for the memories. Yes, gone but not forgotten. So... Them and the Dewey Decimal so here, System. <laughs> so, here we're talking, we're talking about very first world problems. Well, speaking of crimes against humanity. Uh, very, we're talking about very first world problems. So, um, what has been going on this week? It's been a bit of a... Was it like 88 miles from <laughs> from us? Sort of. 88 and a half? What sort is it? Of. Sort of. <laughs> so, there may have been a thing or two that happened in Cuba that we're probably going to be discussing for most of the show. So, um, strap in, ladies and gentlemen. Strap in. So... First off, um, uh, we want to say actually a, a big thank you. Um, we've yeah. posted a lot of content this week, obviously regarding Cuba, and not just us. Everybody yeah. online has posted stuff, um, and we've gotten a lot of feedback and a lot of comments and a lot of views and likes and impressions and all that fun stuff. So thank you very much, uh, everybody who listens to us that has come to our page that is listening to our podcast. You know, at the yeah, end of the day, a lot for timers probably for this episode. Yeah. Uh, at the end of the day, you know, we've been doing this podcast for a few years now and you know, our motto is listen, laugh and learn. But at the end of the day, it's about having conversations and dialogue and you know, we, we like to have fun and get around, but sometimes things are serious. Um, well, there's a reason to listen. And is first in that list. Yes. And listen was a whole spiel of my yes, of your post of my uh, post this week. This week that sort of yeah. went viral. I could you could say that we went viral this week. We kind of went a, yeah, maybe not like COVID viral, yeah, but like a cold viral. Oh, I just got that. I'm like, what went COVID, what went viral during COVID? <laughs> um, so let's get right to it. Let's do it. So obviously, we don't really need to say much. This this week, there have been protests in yeah. Cuba. Well, let's take a step back. I think because let's not assume that everybody knows what happened and why it happened. Right? Like, I, I'm I'm saying to people that listen to Pero, let me tell you. Well, you know, you never want to assume, right? You always want to at least give a little bit of background, right? Okay. I mean, it's not like this is. A podcast about knitting, but we'll give a bit of a background. <laughs> so this week in Cuba, um, I believe it was Tuesday. It was uh, July 11th. Protests started mm -hmm. and um, people started protesting. And at first, like it was in Matanzas and then Camagüey. Right. And then, you know, online we kept hearing about in this place and in that right. place and in Santiago and in, in Oriente, like in different See, parts of Cuba. It and, wasn't just one city. And like the internet... Like Cuban Twitter and Cuban, you know, well, Cuban it, Insta, yeah, well, yeah, Insta, yeah, yeah. Oh, for you sure. Know, there's a black Twitter. I'm like, if there's a black Twitter, there's, there's a, a Cuban, Cuban Twitter. Twitter. Yeah, <laughs> like, absolutely. 
um, was like blowing up. Blowing up would be an understatement. Yeah. Um, Cuba was no, trending number one for mm. uh, still uh, for like two days. It was a top trending um, hashtag SOS Cuba on Twitter, which I, I don't think that's ever happened or any Cuba related matter has Probably ever maybe, done that. Maybe when Castro died. And, um, you know, we, we you start hearing things. You don't know what's real, what's not, you know. We've had these false alarms before. But the point is, and then there was a lot of footages. The point is that there was a lot of footage showing an uprising of people yeah. that have had enough. And... Um, I mean, we don't need to tell you guys that this is unprecedented in Cuba. Yeah. I mean, whatever few protests have occurred during the regime um, of the last 60, 62 years have been few and far be, uh, in between. So this was huge. And the fact that I it was happening. I can't remember a protest. In 1994, there was one. But not to this magnitude. Uh, I don't know about to this magnitude, but it got pretty bad in Havana. But in Havana. And, and that's what a lot of people think led to a Guantanamo. Oh, okay, okay. And the government really interjected and abused and beat the shit out of people in '94. And no, and much like they're doing in 2021. And, and then you see like the Rama de Blanco and and right, things right, like right. that. Um, so there's been things here and there, but never like this widespread thing mm -hmm. about the island, mm -hmm. throughout the island. I right. mean, and you know, th anything with Cuba is uh, something that as Cubans we take obviously very personally yeah it's so charged. we're very quick to be like mm, no you got it wrong and mm, no that's not what it is right, right and you know the the sort of kind of initial uh messaging was that people were protesting because of covid yeah that was what was right. started that, right because that was the, the because party for line. quite some time now i've been hearing my parents my parents um do whatsapp calls with a couple of <laughs> relatives and friends they have left oh so um, you do still have uh some people on the island we we do and we, we do and we don't i always say my parents were the last people to get here and it was been 40 41 years yeah, so um you know what my parents have left is what a lot of people have left primo segundo hotencero or okay, okay. like People that were like family, but they're not family. Right. Like, right, because they left later in life, they still, it was people that they'd known for, you know, 30 years. Yeah. Not, um, right. My parents left in their early 30s. Um, so, but I, we have, we've never, like, my parents were the last ones here. Right. Like, we don't have any immediate <laughs> They closed family. the door. Yeah. We don't have any immediate family. No, you're all here. Yeah. Um, thankfully. And, um, but they do, like, my mom has, like, a second cousin that she's kind of close to, and her and my aunt are always WhatsApping right, and right. video and all that. Um, so we've known for quite some time the the issues that were happening there because of COVID, right, that right. people, you know, my parents are from a very, very small town in Matanzas called Calor Roja, like, population... Mm -hmm. High school stadium, like high school yeah. gym. Like, Let's just after your family left, they were down a hundred people. Yes, like, it's, and, it, and it was noticeable. There's like you know, I, I make this joke a lot of time. A lot of times that remember my cousins that came from Cuba. Again, they're like second, third cousins, but that came from Cuba yeah, yeah. five, six years the ago. Most recent, yeah, yeah. That I tell you. Her grandmother is related to my dad, and her grandfather is related to my mom. And you're like, but what are the chances of that happening? And I'm like, that's what happens when you grow up in a town that has like 2,000 people. Like, yeah, eventually you run out of people. You run out of people. You run out of people. Like, yeah, yeah. I think now they're up to like 5,000. Got to Cuba. Ooh, Metropolis. Um, anyway. They don't have enough people to fill up like a civic auditorium. Like They don't have enough people, I think, to fill up the Southwest Auditorium. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Anyway, um, but we had been hearing that for a long right. time that there were people like dropping like flies because yeah. of COVID and the hospitals. Not that the hospitals there are 
ever like great, but you know, it's but, okay, but right. it, like really big issues. Yeah. No, I had heard that like because um, the lady who who takes care of my grandmother, you know, she has all her family there. Actually, literally, like except for her kids, all her sisters and, and siblings are still there. And you know, my mom was telling me that she had said on one of her sisters, I think blocks, like somebody had COVID, or there were like two people that had COVID or something like that. They didn't quarantine that house. They quarantined the block. Yeah. The block. Okay. So it was like, oh, you're perfectly fine and healthy. Well, guess what? Sucks to be you because you live on the COVID block and now you're all stuck inside your house. Right. It had gotten like really, really bad. And we had been hearing about this for quite some time. So this wasn't anything new. And I mean, obviously, nobody thought that it was going to end in what it's ended in a protest. Yeah. In protest. But it's good that in having this discussion, it's very clear that people are protesting. I mean, the COVID was certainly a catalyst. Eso fue la tapa pomo. La tapa pomo. La tapa pomo. Yeah, la tapa pomo. Yeah. Um, but they're not protesting because, oh, we don't have proper medical care. They're not or, chanting. Oh. Like um, Ana Navarro said, they're not running through the streets yelling, vacuna. Yeah. They're yelling, libertad. Right. So let's let's get that out of the way. Although, although again, I sense that usually people that would probably listen to us right. uh, know what's up. Um, so, yeah, we've seen this widespread, um, uh, you know, pro- protest in Cuba yeah. and people that have had enough. So, obviously, everybody's asking, so what now? I just thought of the Claire Huxtable there. She's like, and now, rage. Yeah, rage. <laughs> That's so what's your take on it? Like, what do you think? It's, you know what? It. I feel like I want to have more feelings than I do, but I feel like growing up in this environment where we've had so many quote-unquote false alarms, I almost don't want to but get really excited. <laughs> no, but but you hear all these like, and again, when I say false alarms, maybe that's not the right, the right term, but you know, when again, pie in the sky thinking, but like when Fidel died, right? Like people erroneously or, or wished wishfully, you know, were like, "Oh my God, he's dead! Finally, he's dead! Something's gonna happen." I didn't think something was gonna and happen. Nothing, but not you, but I'm saying like and nothing happened. You know, when when people, you know, when when you hear about like, oh, there's this, you know, this protest, La Tama de Blanco, oh, they're bringing attention to to the island, and nothing happens. Like you 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 live in this almost state of constant just being let down. And I think a lot of it is, a big part of it is, uh, for me, I feel like people just don't care. You mean people in the U.S.? None, I'm going to say non-Cubans, maybe non-Latinos, because I feel like some Venezuelans feel Uh, this. No, 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 well, I'm glad you mentioned that. I think a lot of Latin people feel the problem with Cuba, because remember... It's similar to their countries. There's so many countries in Latin America Mm -hmm. that have, you know, maybe they don't have communism, but I mean, things are just as bad. The corruption is as bad, yeah, yeah. I'm, so I mean I'm sure un Nicaraguense I mean, feels bigger, it un, right, un like, Colombiano feels un, it like, well, no, living, hello Colombia the other day right like, living in Honduras like uh, you know with right. the, the what is it NS the, the NS13 right after you you're not NS13. thinking like well you know at least I'm not a communist country well, right. no, I mean it's like you're <laughs> right, living right. in hell like right. so that's why I think that a lot of Latin American countries sympathize with mm-hmm. one another yeah. when it comes down to this because they're countries that either have 
in the case of Cuba, a communist regime mm-hmm. or countries that technically aren't communist, but they have such uh, corrupt government. They might as well be. They might as well be co- communist because it's like... Yeah, yeah. The, falta. yeah there's like practically no difference in, yeah. in the sense. Um, but yeah, but, but, but look, we, we've had this conversation here a lot of times. I... I, I mean, I've, I'm, I can't imagine how many episodes I've said this in. When I moved to Michigan, you know, some yeah. years back, I I was just kind of shocked how there were people who had no idea there was communism in Cuba. And you're talking about people that were in, like law, in school. law school. <laughs> that, you know, yeah. again, not that you have to be brilliant to be a lawyer, but, but you've you you gone but, to school. But, you know, you're not also like illiterate. Right, you know? right, right, right. Um, I had no idea. I just thought Cuba was just another poor country in the Caribbean or in right, Latin America. Right. And they had like no idea. They had no idea of the like history. Uh, the, that it was a communist country, you know, let alone of its history. The Mariel boat lift, it, right. you know, that people have come, you know, let alone Peter Pan, you know, like not. So uh, you know, because a lot of people just don't care. It doesn't interest them. They're like Cuba. What, we have tacos. Like what? Like, you know, completely they, they don't care because, you know, they just see all everybody that speaks Spanish as a monolith, and and yeah. it's unfortunate. Um, but the problem, the, the the main issue with Cuba in terms of uh, American policy, on top of that, again, it's not a priority for for the United States. It there's never has n- been, there's nothing there. Is that you know a lot of people here are talking about like invasion, like like go and like it's like okay, how, how? are you going to pull that up? Off? Right. Right, like what? Are you just gonna show up with like the navy? Right. If no other president in the past has done it, it's for a reason. Right? Well, number one, you can't just show up and invade a country right. without being provoked. Right. Because then you're you're a bully at right. that point. And then and then, like, what do you do? Like, what are you what are you supposed to do? That that's why like the U S U S policy, if you will, against Cuba is very tricky because while you have. Hundreds of thousands of Cuban Americans, if not millions, in the U.S. that obviously want the right. regime down. How do you, as the the president or the government, how do you respond to that? You can't respond by a military intervention, because you know what happens after a military intervention? You're in, you gotta you gotta figure it out. An occupation. Right now you're right. now so, you have so to. So what is out the, the United States going to do? Are they going to go to Cuba and like wipe out the government and then what? Go home? Like right? I mean, right. What? Who stays? Like who's the government? You know who's right? Right? I mean, and people are still talking about the invasion of Iraq and the occupation of the Iraq of Iraq and how we shouldn't have done that and uh, you know right, all, right. Uh, everything that stemmed down from that. So what are you just going to go invade another country? Like I understand that we have. A, a, a bias towards that and we have an emotional connection to that but it, it's not that simple there, there, there's, um, a, there's a stark reality I, but I do think there's things the United States can do such as what so I think that the United States because think about because I the, genuinely have no clue okay but think about in the past starting with celebrities okay Darfur People probably had never heard Darfur before. I didn't know about Darfur until right. somebody and started in, a like, hashtag. The early 2000s, like 2004, 2005. I'll never forget Kete Chiquito from the the Notebook. Uh, Ryan, Ryan uh, uh, Gosling. Gosling, Gosling. He wore a shirt that was like Save Darfur. And then, you know, different celebrities were like Save Darfur. Right. Because of, you know. It was the cause du jour. Things that are going on in Darfur. It's like. Okay, so you mean to tell me that all these celebrities and not that I'm against that cause, you know, <laughs> I, I hope, 
that whatever issues were going on in Darfur <laughs> are okay. Are okay. Right. But it's like, so these celebrities just decided to get together and pick this cause of this for random that nobody knows about. Or like when you see people save Tibet, you know? Right. And I love me some Tibet. Like I, I, I want to go spend, I don't know about seven years in Tibet, but, uh, but <laughs> you I, and Richard I, here. But I, I would love to go there. And, 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 um, it's a country that, you know, we don't have to get into the history of Tibet, but it, it's pretty much sort of held hostage by China. Yeah. Right. Um, did your parents go to Tibet? They did. Yeah. Um, and I remember when people were like, save Tibet. And it's like, okay. Right. So that's why I tweeted about something about this earlier this week. Or like when the United States, and when I mean the United States, I mean the public consciousness. So you're saying like the fact that we do have hashtag SOS Cuba. Right. But what I'm saying is a public consciousness. Like for example, a couple of years ago in like Afghanistan and like in Syria, I posted on my personal Instagram pictures and thunks from Syria that have broken my heart that like I have right. cried over. Right. And I'm not saying not to give, I mean, listen very carefully. I'm not <laughs> saying not to give the attention that those countries deserve in terms of the human rights violations that occur there. Yeah, this isn't they, pie. They deserve all the, all the attention in the world. But you can give attention to multiple right, things. To what is going on there for people to know the, whether it's genocide, war, abuse, human right. rights violations, so people can know. But I feel that that does not happen with Cuba. Do you? And think... I and I tweeted that about that earlier this week, and it sort of blew up on my Twitter feed. It's just, you know, and I hate to sound like an old Cuban man, but you know, like my parents or grandparents, but you know. Cuba has one of the worst human rights record and history. Right. There's people see what goes on there. It's a communist country, you know, the, the bad human rights right, record. Right, right. Uh, people are Hunger. disappeared. People disappear. People are executed. Right. There's, this is not, it's not new. Debate, and this right? is not something so that just started why happening. Is it, why is it that nobody ever in the general American populace, why nobody ever talks about the injustices of Cuba? Like that's something that has always I've kind of been curious on that. So can I, and I'm about to go into like maybe conspiracy theory mode. So forgive me ahead of time. Obviously the biggest, the, the biggest thing is, you know, getting attention from news outlets. Mm -hmm. Right. And as we know, the furthest South that news outlets go is Mexico. Mm -hmm. Or if there's a hurricane in Puerto Rico, they'll go throw somebody there and be like, and now Elsa's battening our hatches. Do you think that, for better or worse, there is, because most Cubans, and again, this is me going down a rabbit hole, the loudest Cubans in this country tend to be conservative, alt-righty, things like that. Do you think that, unfortunately, our community has been painted with a brush of... No, I don't they, think that. No? Okay. No, I don't think it's that because... You know where the, I was going the, with this, yes, right? Yes, the whole thing about Cubans being ultra-conservative and specifically, you could say it, voting for Trump. Well, but that, but that's not but that's now. I'm talking that's about now, for always. Right, I'm talking before, about for always. Cubans have always been conservative and Republican. But, you know, some years back, we didn't have this kind of like at-your-throat kind of division right. between the two parties and the two ideologies. Right. So while Cubans generally tend to be more conservative, more Republican, have gone gone with Republican presidents or Republican mm -hmm. nominees. Um, nominees or elected Poli uh -huh. politicians to Congress. Um, it, it wasn't like this. And, and again, 
you know, because to your point, I don't understand why nobody ever I don't understand. cares. I, well, I, let's I, put it bluntly: well, I think, why nobody I, cares? I think, I think it's part also of how the general American populace just doesn't care about Latin America. Well, that's true too. That's right. true too. And I think that Cuba falls in that category. They yeah. just really don't care about generally about Latin America. I mean, well, again, we've talked about it here in this podcast. Most people don't know that Puerto Rico is part of the U.S. People, how many Americans did not know that Puerto Rico was part of the was US. American? Yeah, like yeah. no clue, like no clue. Like, no clue. And I, I think that generally, again, the American populace just doesn't give a rat's ass about what's going on in Latin America. They care about what's going on on the other side of the world. And again, I'm not saying that you should don't, not. Don't, like, don't stop caring. you see an injustice. You should care. You should care. No matter where it's from right. and no matter who is involved, you should care. But it just, again, like, I just, I've never understood how the United States has gotten involved has had opinions has in everything in both the government and in both the general populace in terms of other tragedies and other issues in other places but not in cuba which is 90 miles away from the u.s that just doesn't it doesn't it blows my mind it blows my mind and it you know when you hear people say this it's it's a true criticism como yo digo si los estados unidos didn't get involved in venezuela and venezuela has oil they're not going to get involved in Cuba. For what, rum? But they get involved when they want because look. <laughs> no, no, no. But, pero por eso te di, I, I, I'm, I'm agreeing with you. I'm like, if they didn't get involved in a country that has, you know, resources, I they're mean, not going to get involved in Cuba. In Panama to General Noriega. Yeah, but they had the canal. That's a resource for them. Well, maybe. But that's a resource. Went, that's they why they, that's they found why. a way of removing that man from power. And because. Because uh, the canal is, is, a, is a resource. Drug trafficking, you know? I think so, yeah. Some drug-related trafficking, and that was like very like we're gonna get you, bitch. <laughs> like right, but that's a that's a waterway that right. controls trade. Right, you know whether it's because they have no interest in Cuba or whatever, I don't know. But and and again, this is not even the government. Again, the general populace just doesn't care. They don't care. They'll wear their little trendy T-shirts about like save Tibet and right. all this stuff. But no one, no freaking celebrity, has ever said you know there's human rights violation in Cuba. Right, no. Instead, we get Jay-Z, Beyonce, and Sean Penn. Right. But you know what? I don't even I don't even criticize him going to Cuba. No, but I criticize Sean Penn for all the mad house of shit that he talks. Oh, well, no, no. It's como dice mi papá. Un perro comunista. comunista. Yeah. Jay-Z and Beyonce going to Cuba, whatever. I don't get mad at that. Madonna went to Cuba. A bunch of celebrities have gone to Cuba. I, I don't get mad at that because I see it as something similar as like if we went to China, you know? Right. But you... but. Again, and Canadians it, love Cuba. That's true. Australians okay. too. Yeah, they love Cuba. So I, I just, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. And another thing that you know, and this is the uh, episode of Pero Let Me Tell You that's going to be all Cuba all, all the time. time. <laughs> we are the new Radio Mambi. <laughs> don't say that again. Um, is the other thing that I also tweeted about earlier this week that mm -hmm. sort of went viral was when I said, you know, the, the, you've gone too viral. The, the comments that I already saw online. I think you've seen them too of people like, Oh my God, go to Cuba before it becomes westernized and got capitalist country. <sighs> we have talked you about know, that many yeah, times on yeah. this show. Um, every time there's a, a little hiccup in Cuba, people say that, right? Oh, go before, you know, before it's ruined a McDonald's right. and a Starbucks. And it's like, 
Fuck yeah. you. It's like, fuck you. It's like, fuck you. My, you know, our the suffering of my people is not is, your poverty it's porn. It's not your amusement park. You okay. Know? <laughs> poverty. If you, you know what? You know what? You want to go see a place that has people suffering, that has people living below the poverty line, that has people struggling to make ends meet. You don't have to go and get a special, um, you know, visa to go to Cuba. You can go to Flint, Michigan. Yeah. Yeah, and, and, and it's, go such to a, Michigan. it's such a, you know what, it's such a, go to Sarajevo. it's such an entitled, privileged point of view. And I'm going to tell you why. I just want to punch him the in the face. The first time I ever went to Budapest was in 1999. Um, I was two. Um, was in 1999. And, um, you know, Budapest was in Hungary. It's part, it was part of yeah, the yeah. Soviet bloc, yeah. right? And when we went... Those people hadn't, you know, they used to be a communist. Sí, sí, sí. Recién, right. Yeah. It had been less than 10 years since yeah. democracy and capitalism had, you know, been like arrived shall a, we say. That con- in that country. So there was still a lot of work to be done at that time. Right. But I remember that there were already like McDonald's and, you know, like bank, national banks mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And I remember like me and my parents talking, you know, again, I was two. So I was very advanced. <laughs> yes. Yes. You, you were like boss baby. Yes. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I remember talking about like, you know, how great it is, right? <laughs> how great it is that these people that have, have been through hell and back. Super now they could enjoy something as simple and rudimentary if they felt as like a it. freaking Big Mac. If they felt like or it. Or a Mac Royal, as it's called in Europe. <laughs> the sure. Big Mac. That's right. The Quarter Pounder, I'm quarter sorry. Pounder, yeah, yeah. The Royale. Yeah. Doesn't that blow your mind? That it's a Royale. It's I, a Royale because we... <laughs> it's a Quarter Pounder because we use a metric system. We don't use, we a, don't metric use a metric system, system. And the rest of the world <laughs> doesn't use pound. You didn't know that? You didn't know that? Oh, wait. Okay. It just, the quarter, no, no, wait a minute. It just hit me. The, quor- the quarter I never pounder, stopped to think about it. It's called the quarter pounder because it's a quarter of a pound. pound right? but, but the, the rest, rest of the world, world uses pounds. Use pounds. So you can't have like they a quarter. You can't have like a quarter kilogram, right? Right. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, the, right. the quarter kilo. <laughs> quarter kilo. Yeah, it doesn't. I count. guess a quarter kilo can be a thing. I'm gonna have a quarter kilo with extra onions and uh, <laughs> That's why it's called the Mac Royale. You didn't know that? I didn't know that was the reason. Yeah. No, because you know how like Burger King in Australia is called Hungry Jack? Yeah. I just thought it was just a different name. It's funny because when I went to Australia and I saw the Hungry Jack sign, I'm like, but it's the same font as Burger King. <laughs> Listen, in Michigan, there's a Papianos. Yes. Because, and Papi you know all like, about the font. Right. So I don't question these right. things anymore. But wait, oh, getting back to it, um, I remember that we were so happy for them. Like, right. so happy. And then I'm thinking, like, and here comes, like, the freaking entitled, you know, privileged uh, <sighs> average American that it's like, oh, no. You're Shut living up, in Jackson po- and Marjorie. You're living in par- poverty and, in, like, you don't have anything to eat, but that's so exotic to us. It's like, pero quien te cree que tu eres? Like, I, I want to punch them in the face. I do. I genuinely do. Bueno. When I was living in New York was when, you know, Obama had had gone to Cuba and everybody I got that question so many times. What do you think about Obama going to Cuba? Of like, you know, oh well, now that things have, have you know, are are different, are you gonna go? And you know, and what do you think? And I would hear things like, you know, oh but before, you know, before like they put like all these and I and I just would I, I I tried to be nice at first. Right. <laughs> and then eventually I just got to the point where I was just like you know what, I'd rather not have this conversation. Because a lot of people who were asking me those questions, like they weren't friends. Like if, like you know, if, if Rick and Joe had, to, I'd be like, you know what, fuck them, and blah, 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 blah. but like it was like coworkers and shit. And I got to the point where I was just like, you know, I really would rather not have this conversation yeah. because I'm gonna say something that's gonna wind up being yeah. we're gonna wind up in HR. <laughs> we don't want. That. We don't want that. Um, but I, it's just that's why, like, I, I always try to see the Cuban 
angle. Angle. Well, no, I try to see Cuban matters not from a Cuban angle. Oh, okay, okay. Right? Objectively, objectively, Object of course, objectively okay. and unbiased. Because you know, there's a lot of things I disagree with with you know our people. Like Just a, smidge. a lot, and Just I'm very, smidge. very vocal about. But you know, like the whole thing about how you know people talk about like, oh, there's free healthcare and free education. I'm like. Have and what do you, and what do you, and what do you right uh -huh. have you seen that mira, mira healthcare is something that you have good healthcare if you have money and when i mean money i mean if the institutions have money like right, right the resources right because what is healthcare healthcare science what right. is science technology constant technology and research yeah. constantly right. right what do you need to have research money right right so a nation that is impoverished cannot have can never have good medicine. Healthcare. It just it can't. Yeah, by, it, by definition, it can't. So yes, you can go to the doctor for free or the hospital for free, but let's talk about that for a minute. So, so do they have like a EKG CT scan? Right. Do they have an MRI? Do they have right. like you know like if you have like heart surgery, like you need a what's, cardiologist? Right. What's, no, what's the post care? Right. No. Do, can you do you have cardiologists that have the the infrastructure? And well, because also Cuba is infamous for sending their doctors abroad. Abroad, yes, that's how. So that's yes, true. they have the doctors that they train them. Then they're very well trained and they're very well educated. But they're in Spain. They're right. in Mexico. They're in Colombia. Right. They're everywhere right. but Cuba. Right. So. It, it's one of those things that, again, and then you have somebody like Michael Moore. I mean, did you ever see Sicko? No, because he's one of the ones that makes me want to punch him in the face. You know, Michael Moore is one of these people that I was sort of team Michael Moore when he did Roger and Me. <laughs> okay, and, fine. And because I really, I really believed in his argument about Roger and Me. Right. And when he did Bowling for Columbine, I thought he was spot on. But once he did Fahrenheit 9-11, I was like, the yeah, problem okay. is that... This is a documentary, and it's totally skewed. Totally skewed. Right. And even if I agree with you, I don't want you to spoon-feed me something. Right. I want you... And you know all documentaries obviously have a point of view to begin with. They do, with, they so... do, but, but not so blatant. Like right, 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 right. You know, I don't want you to spoon-feed me, me things. I want to. I want you to present things that are thought-provoking, right? Right. And, and in Seiko, one of the first scenes in Seiko, I lo tiran in the middle of the ocean... Like, I don't know, a few miles away from Cuba. I don't know how he got permission to do that. And a raft. Mm -hmm. So he could go to Cuba to get free health care. Right. So he probably went to, like, the one doctor's office in Cuba <laughs> that is, like, presentable. <laughs> Which, mind you, the doctor's offices and hospitals that are in better shape right. are the ones that are used by the government. Yeah. So they're not used for the Cuba. They're not people. in Carlos Roja. Right. No. And they're used for the government. And right. the, the people that work for the communist government. Right. So, again, it's a total... It's a total um, mis mischaracterization of what really goes on there, and 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 it's just, and I'm sounding a lot like the, your father, my father. <laughs> but these are the things that, after a while, you start seeing because none of it is untrue. Like just like today or yesterday, because you know how they there's rumors that they were cutting Wi-Fi. Well, they did, or or internet from Cuba. They did, yeah, and. Um, there, I I went to this web page that I'm not gonna say for. Well, actually, no. It's my opinion what I'm about to say. Salon.com, which Salon.com tends to be more progressive, right. and and this is my opinion. Thoughts of opinion. You mean like Vice? <laughs> yes. Progressive like uh, Vice. Yes. Uh -huh. That they were talking about how people in in Cuba have complete 
internet access and that it's the U.S. that restricts their internet access. And that's, I'm like, that's a fundamental lack of understanding of how, how internet works. And I was like, wait, wait, what? So if you read that article, it makes it sound like Cuba's internet woes are, are United States fault. How? Because they were saying that the... This is their angle. Yes. That the the government, the American government is constantly putting out content and pages on how to overthrow the Cuban government. Okay. So the Cuban government has no choice than to block any internet or any pages that has anything having to do with American propaganda. That is the biggest little bullshit I've ever so heard I in my like, fucking I was life. Like, man, whoever. And then, of course, they have a source. Oh, because so-and-so from this research company says that, you know, and, and, oh, and another thing, the, Fuck you. the picture that they used is of a girl on like a MacBook Pro. And I'm like, where'd that bitch, uh, I'm like, este MacBook Pro mm -hmm. se lo mandó la tía Sarita uh -huh. de Miami. Uh-huh, Because exactly. we all know that Apple, I mean, Apple would put um, uh, an Apple <laughs> store in the North Pole if they could. <laughs> if they could put one in Cuba, they it would. would yeah. And they don't have one. Right, right, right. And I don't think Apple ships... To I don't think they have Amazon <laughs> drones. No, I don't yeah, think they have no. two-day prime shipping. No, they don't. Havana. No, no, no. So I'm like, really? So even the picture is like... Misleading. Misleading. Like... Right. And then, again, you read that and you don't know anything from Cuba. You don't know any Cubans. And you're like, oh, well, you know. But that's just a, that's just a crock of shit. It is. I mean, essentially what you're saying is that because someone out there is putting information that you disagree with into the internet, which as we know is a worldwide web. Mm -hmm. Oh, I have no choice but to shut down access because I don't agree with what you're saying. So what you're saying actually is that, yes, they are an authoritarian government that is controlling the flow of information. Right. But but then, again, I go back to like being like, my father. Like, like, like being fuck my you. Father. Like, why this conspiracy on like not denounce Cuba? Right, because when they shut off internet to I don't know, uh, give me a, give me a country. I can't. There's like a million of them that have problems over in like like by Sarajevo and Bosnia and all like that. Like for the Arab Spring. Right. Yeah. So when that happens, nobody comes to the defense. But but, but exactly. So why why, why are we so? It, why do we bend over backwards? Why is it that in general the American populace Wants does to. not denounce Cuba and what they do? Like, it's... I just want to understand. I just want to know. Mind-boggling. It's mind-boggling. Because I think the the the, the article even Are we says just bad at our own PR? That, that there's there's a little bit of censorship. Like, they even... They don't say it exactly like that. But from reading hmm. the article, they're like, well, yeah, there's a little bit of censorship. And it's oh, like, just, no. No. You should be denouncing censorship It's not a little altogether. bit also. <laughs> right, no. But from, but from their kind of, like, approach, they're like, well, yeah, the, the Cuban government does block some internet you know right just a little it's like no like censorship if anywhere censorship. else they'd be screaming bloody murder exactly so that you know again i'm sounding like the old cuban man why why the continued dismissal of, of these of these harsh realities of, of cuba from from media from I, I, I'm less concerned about the government because the government's hands are tied. They can only do so much. Do. All they but can do is media, denounce it and but media, move on. So back to what you said, what can we do? What can be done? Well, what we've been I, doing. I think that for, for, for number one, I think that the United States and the media here mm -hmm. can take a hard line 
approach and a hardline position against Cuba and denounce it for what it is. It's a totalitarian communism. Don't say that it's a socialism because when you say that right. it's a socialist country, most people... Canada's a socialist like, country. Oh, like Europe, Norway, like right, Denmark, right. you know, where the happy people are. Right. Like, you know, like, <laughs> is that what Denmark's known for, all the happiness? Denmark, every time they do the World Index... Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Denmark. So it's Denmark. It's always just Scandinavian countries. It's because they have chocolate and french fries. Yeah, and like Ricola and yeah, so and, many wonderful things. Yeah, and like pretty nature. And I'm getting happy just thinking about their happiness. Pure air, like, <laughs> <laughs> pure air. Like, no wonder they're happy. Yeah, okay. right. <laughs> who would it be? <laughs> oh my god, have you ever seen pictures of Flam Norway? Of what? Flam F L A A M. No listeners, Google <laughs> Flam Norway F L A A M. It's gorgeous. Isn't that the name of like? Own, own desk at Ikea? I'm sure it is. <laughs> I always laugh that Ikea always by the lock. The lock. Lock is a little round table. I wonder how many locks I've bought, I've bought throughout my life. And my bookshelves are all the Billy. Yes, you have a lot of Billies and locks. I have a lot of Billies and locks. <laughs> you know that they're all waterways in Norway, in yeah, Sweden. And I know that because you told me. And I'm like, but how many waterways? <laughs> Apparently, it has a lot of water for a landlocked country. <laughs> No, and like there's, I don't know, a million items at Ikea. Because the thing is that even like the spoon has, like, a, has a name, has a name. right? Like, and then there's 20 different types of spoons. Like, yeah, why is there so then, much water then, you know, in like, Sweden? And then the, um, you're having a little Ikea. Um, yeah, okay, right. You know what? With that many waterways, we should send Jennifer Aniston. Oh, she's so, so she just be hydrated. This is a little, this is a break, a little break, break from the Cuba talk. Um, and all the stuff they discontinue, it's, Already used That's waterway true. names. So it's, there's a lot of named waterways. Okay, we're going to get back to in this Sweden. in a later episode. We're going to figure this out. There's a lot of water. <laughs> there's a lot of water in Sweden. In Sweden. <laughs> um, but, you know, great things come from Sweden. Meatballs. Meatballs. Ikea. Volvo. Ingmar Bergman. <laughs> oh, my God. I love the, the Ikea meatballs. Sometimes I go just oh, to buy the What's meatballs. What's the name of the sauce? The Lindenberry sauce. Lindenberry. Oh, Lindenberry sauce. So delicious. It is so really delicious. Good. Very delicious. You know who cannot have lingonberry sauce? The Cuban people. The Cuban people. And they can't go to <laughs> they Ikea. They can't go to Ikea. Yeah, there's an Ikea in the Dominican Republic. You know. I, I, Cubans want to build a billy. Yes. Cubans want to go. <laughs> they have things for shelves. Yes. Cubans want to go to an oversized, you know, showroom <laughs> and see all these living rooms and run around. And we know they want to do this because we see them doing this over here at Dolphin Mall. Yes. <laughs> Oh my god, you know it's kind of annoying at Dolphin Mall. And I understand it, but it's usually tourists that are buying a lot of stuff. Con la maleta. Oh my god, they walk around Dolphin Mall with suitcases. Yeah. And it's like, oh, excuse me while I go around near your suitcases. Okay. At least now they're on wheels. Okay, let's leave our first world problems behind. Right. Um, so back to what we could do or what can be done. Yeah, the U.S. needs to take a, a practical like PR approach and yeah. denounce, constantly denounce Cuba, constantly, over and over and over again. Um, the I think media. This is one of the few times that you actually may agree with Marco Rubio. Yes, <laughs> and you know what, Marco Rubio's his speech. Yes, his speech, not his tweets. His speech this week was very compelling. Yeah. I can't, I can't hate him for it. It was very yeah. compelling. I have my opinions about the man. I've made them very clear here right. throughout. What, what is it? One hundred sixty-five episodes. episodes. Yeah. Um, and but his speech was very compelling. Um, 
I also think that the U.S. needs to take a bit of a some city approach. What do you mean? Do you know city? what this is? Some city? Some city? No. Okay. So was that a bank? No. So remember how I tell you that the American populace doesn't care about what's going on in Cuba. Mm-hmm. So in the 1980s, apartheid was still a thing in South Africa. Yes. Okay. That I know. And there was a resort called Sun City. Mm-hmm. That was this beautiful resort that people would go and um, stay at. Yeah, yeah, it was a resort. Yeah, I forget the the exact logistics of it. If like who owned Sun City, I forget if it was like European money or I don't think it was American money. If it was like mm-hmm. European money or, or or what have you. But the point is that in this resort, like their staff was like black. Mm-hmm. And, you know, obviously they couldn't mix with the, the white guests. And, you know, it was very much, you know, like. It was apartheid. It was apartheid. It was apartheid. So there was this huge, huge, like, worldwide campaign mm. against denouncing companies that profited from apartheid. And the Sun okay. City thing was so big that. The guy, I forgot his name, that he's uh, with Bruce Springsteen, but from the E Street Band. The guy that can't say on the cabeza. The one from The Sopranos. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. He was on The Sopranos. Yeah, uh, he was on The I Sopranos. I didn't watch The Sopranos. Me so. neither, but I know he was on The Sopranos. Okay. Uh-huh. See, he even uh-huh. wrote a song, like a song oh, about really? Sun City. Yes. And I think that that is also a way of denouncing, you know, Baradero is filled with all these like fancy schmancy hotel chains. Yeah. Right? Melia is there. Right. All these fancy chancy uh, hotel chains that are profiting from tourism in a country that has no human rights. Right. Right. In a country where its own people can't stay at their hotel. Yeah. In a country where the only way a Cuban can access your hotel is by working there. But can't stay there. And their family can't have lunch there or dinner there. Or probably even enter the premise. Right. Right. So that is a way of calling out the corporate entities with like no like no shame. Like you have absolutely no shame that you are an international corporation. And you're making money out of a totalitarian. From the people suffering in a totalitarian government. And I think that's, that's also a way. Because I remember pocket stock. Money talks baby. Money talks. So, you know, there, there's a lot of different things that could be done. I Obviously, I do think that social media uh, plays a role in it. Look, social media played a huge role in um, the Arab Spring. Oh, yeah. About 10 yeah. years ago. Yeah. Um, it, it pretty much was because people started organizing on Facebook. 
Yeah, that's the only way people were able to do it. Yeah. Um, so I just there's just so much. There's just so much. But the the the, the point is that people in Cuba, and obviously this is very easily said, as you and I sit in our very comfortable chairs yeah, in, Coral Gables and, yeah. in Miami. People in Cuba have to fight, and they can't give up. And and there's gonna be bloodshed. Unfortunately, there's going to be hard times. Uh, unfortunately, and again, it's very easy for us to say what needs to be done um, when you're not the one living Belly that. Little, yeah. But it, it's 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 going to come down to that. But I do think that la gente no tiene miedo. I think that people. Do you are, think it's because of social media que no tienen miedo? Because they, they feel like people, as limited as it is, it's people. It's a combination of things. I think it's social media. I think that they know that the world is seeing it. Because, right, right. Uh, I mean. In the 80s and 90s, like, whoever saw anything about Cuba? Other than Channel 7, you know, it was from Cuba. Right. right. But but even then, it <laughs> no, wasn't, no, no, it wasn't, it wasn't yeah, footage. Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah, it was just, it was, it was reportaje. Was footage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, I mean, they say that there's things that the United States can do in terms of, like, Wi-Fi or, like, internet, not internet, mm. but phone signals that they could, they could amplify try to amplify certain signals. I mean, if they could do that, I don't think that that would hurt. Um so I mean I I think those are the things that the United States can do. I love all these Cubans because the tamontando banco by Okay, can we talk about them for a moment? Yeah, can we talk about all these people sure. who have who have just been sitting there waiting for the the the, the go? You yeah. know, <laughs> look, I I don't. They're taking, a, they're taking guns in, in a weird they're way. Okay, yeah. in a weird way, I respect it. <laughs> But how are you going to get the guns onto the? We're going to put them in a big bo- right, in a bottle, like a message in a bottle. What they're trying to do, what they're trying to do, is they're trying that, to arm the people. They're trying to arm the people because a lot of these people that are in Miami that are going in boats are like fishermen and things mm-hmm. that they know the landscape mm-hmm. and they know. I mean, think about it. I mean, if you Cuba doesn't have like something like the American Coast Guard around. There's got to be right. That there's like you know every few miles there's a yeah. a boat. There's right? got to be there's one little opening like the Death Star, right? right. <laughs> that you could. I mean, there's people. I mean, you don't hear about it, but there's people who have gone to Cuba and not in, during Mariette, like during si, 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 que any other time yeah. that have gone to Cuba and gone back their family yeah. in boats and back. Like like you go to Bimini, Bimini. <laughs> like yeah. like you go to Ali and Key. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, that's true. And I mean, think about it. You know the landscaping. You pull into like a little remote. Area, area and your family's you know Escondido, yeah, yeah. and you go and get them and i just i just uh, but the problem is that even with that they're, first they're, of all they're it's, making it's, they're, they're it's, making a bad situation like worse national like i'm sure it's international incident. international law that, that yeah. makes it illegal but then also that changes the narrative to say that the u.s is involved and the u.s is arming the Amer- the cuban people see that's that's my problem and, is and, i just and feel it's the thing is like how many how much how many guns or weapons are you really going to transport? Right. There's only so much right. you're, you can and carry on the boat. Especially now that the Venezuelan a military has arrived is in that, Cuba. Okay, I heard that, yeah. but is it true? Yeah, well, there's, there's pictures going online about sí, it. Si, pero, you know, nowadays pictures... I mean, but it would make sense. No, no, no. It wouldn't surprise me, but what I'm saying is... You know how it is nowadays. That, and that's another thing. There's a lot of gossip and misinformation going out there around two guys, so... You know, I know we say this a lot. Check your sources. <laughs> Do yeah. your research. Um, don't always take everything at face value because a big part of it is also that emotions are running really high. Um, God, my, the, 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 yesterday I was at my parents' house. My dad was watching some guy. It wasn't Otaola. <laughs> I would, if it was Otaola, I'd be like, you're not playing that man while I'm in this house. Like, 
<laughs> Change I, the channel. Right. It was somebody else, but has a similar style. And he was like there on a live YouTube um, or Facebook okay. feed. And he was like, we have, tenemos información que Raúl Castro se ha ido de Cuba. Wait, he went to Venezuela? No? I haven't heard he had. I heard he like woke up from retirement to go meet. Like with the government. Oh, I heard that he had gone to Venezuela. Right. But but then but then yeah. And, and was... I'm like telling my dad. My dad was like, really, yeah. <laughs> and pigs fly. Like my dad is like, a mentira, you know. But it is it is what it is. I don't know. I just it's... it is what it is. And one final thing, <laughs> one final thing, which ties into you know the the people who have uh, follow us on Instagram. Um, I posted uh, yesterday or a few days ago this video where I talked about my thoughts about what's going on in Cuba. Um, let's talk a minute about the embargo because yeah. I feel that that's kind Address of the, the elephant the, in the room, the sort guinea of. pig or elephant yeah. in the room yeah. pertaining to all that. We can have a conversation as to the effectiveness of the embargo. You know, personally, I think it's. It, well, I, I don't, it I don't video. think, I don't think, I think it's, it's been effective. It's I been on for sixty an, years. I think still it's here. an outdated and archaic piece of policy yeah. um why would we have an embargo and with with cuba and say not china that's a very good question you know or other communist I mean, with countries cuba, with cuba it was like uh, remember that also during the revolution mm -hmm. the castro um fidel seized a lot of american companies okay and a lot of american property okay one of them being the havana hilton yeah. That's famous. Like the Hilton, like a, a year or two earlier, had done like this beautiful property mm -hmm. in Havana and they seized it. So it was in part in retaliation for the assets that okay. they had seized. Okay. Um, and, and remember that when the whole thing in Cuba happened, everybody thought it was temporary. True. How many Cubans came here with a ticket to go back? Yeah. When you go to the Freedom Tower, which is the Cuban Museum, you see all the people, you see like the tickets of Pan Am of people like it wasn't a one-way trip yeah. it was like a round trip because they thought that eso iba a durar poco unos sí, meses eso, yeah. whatever um, Gloria Stefan being one of them Gloria Stefan has like said on how like her her parents this were, was like, temporary oh this is temporary like we're gonna be back home and no you know yeah. Jimmy um, I wish not you see the Freedom Tower quick have you seen the Tomorrow War on Amazon Prime no <laughs> So when I'm too busy watching, setting myself up for failure, watching what? Manifest. <laughs> well, there's the scene. Well, when he first goes into the future where the, the aliens have attacked or whatever, he lands in Miami uh -huh. and they destroy the Freedom Tower. And it made me very sad. Well, you know what? In all, in all fairness, I mean, look, if I lived in L.A., I would be tired that the U.S. bank building keeps, getting blown, keeps getting blown up and independence that's day. true and let's not even talk about the the empire state building empire state building. liberty and, so yeah. you know i guess but it i guess it, we made it into the club enough but in a good on a good part they got oh, they, no. they got rid of brickle oh no but i lived right literally right next door <laughs> oh no you were you were gone i was gone I didn't oh no no oh no no your building by the way yeah i think marina I can, blue I, was gone i think i can make it out before they even blew up the the freedom tower like estaba todo hecho una mierda <gasps> oh yeah Anyway, um, <laughs> it doesn't what show is this? It's a movie, The Tomorrow War. Okay, I gotta at least yeah, see that yeah. scene. Uh, where were we? We oh, were the sorry, embargo, the, the embargo. embargo, embargo yeah. So you know, the embargo, as I said, in, in, well, not me saying it's the embargo. Um, 
it doesn't prohibit trade with other countries and it doesn't prohibit uh, trade within the U.S. and Cuba for food and medical, medical. aid and medical yep. supplies. Uh, but Cuba so, has obviously unilaterally always uh, declined. declined it uh, to comp to fulfill their narrative. Right. That the reason things are in Cuba are is horrible. Because, it's because of the, the, because the, big, of bad, the big bad imperialist. The embargo. Yeah. The imperial. Uh, imperio Americano, uh -huh. as they call it. Los Yankees. Um, and again, while I'm no fan of the embargo, no fan of the embargo, and I think it's bad policy at this moment. Maybe at one time it was good policy, but at this time it's bad policy. Well, it hasn't done it. I mean, it, it hasn't it's, done it's what it's it was intention to do, has not been fulfilled. Right? 60 years in. So you can't blame the embargo on the situation of Cuba. You just can't. The embargo is not preventing people from protesting. Right. The, the embargo is not flying in right, from right. Venezuela to the attack. The embargo, the embargo is not is rounding not up children right. to serve in the military. Right. The embargo is not killing you because you have a difference of opinion of the right. government. The embargo does not prohibit you the right to bear arms like in the right. United States, let's say. The embargo does not prohibit, does not stop there from being freedom of the press. Of right. the press in right. Cuba. There's no freedom of press in Cuba. There's one newspaper, Gramma. Right. The embargo doesn't stop all of that. You know what stops all of that? The fact the that it's a fucking totalitarian, you know, communist country. Right. That's what it does. Right. And most importantly, which is the point that I made in my video, is that everybody talks about the embargo and everybody talks about, you know, people that are non-believers, you know, <laughs> uh, people about the embargo and everybody talks about the U.S. policy and blah, blah, blah. U.S. tries to meddle in, in the world business. affairs. Yeah. Right. But what they always leave out of that argument is the fact that in Cuba, there have not been free elections in 62 years. Let's say that again. In Cuba, for those in the there have not been free and fair elections in 62 years. But Should we you, say it a third time? Let's, let's. In Cuba, there have not been free and fair elections in more than 62 years. Yes. If that the is... The rule of three. You have to hear something three that times. is not a red flag. But what are you talking about, Darian? They have elections all the itself, time in Cuba. They have all these elections. Not a red flag. As to everything else that's wrong with Cuba, then I don't know what to tell you. We can't have a we can't have a, I can't have a conversation with you. I can't because if you don't find that odd, if you don't find that that's just no, that emperor, they have elections. They have elections, Darian. You see them voting. Right. You see them lining up. And, and, and this is this goes to like the whole thing of like. You know, again, the argument that I make in the video mm -hmm. in, that I posted on yeah. our webpage, that on our Instagram, that when you people talk, when people are talking about their lived experience, you have to listen to them. Because right. what do some people say? Oh, um, oh, but you know, the people of Cuba uh, love they're communists. They love the government because you see them in the Plaza Revolución uh, screaming Fidel, Fidel, and it's like right because it is well known. And anybody who lived in right. Cuba will tell you is that they go down they, the street they round in the truck, up. they round you up, and they're like, guess what? Today we're going we're to the park. <laughs> yeah. There are no ifs and buts about it. We're going. I don't know where End you were discussion. going, but here's where you're going and now. You have to go, and this is what you have to do. Right. Right? And yet, thousands and thousands and tens of thousands of people testify to the fact that they've done that and they were forced to do that but yet you have these people out here like oh but but they're there no but you're bring. wrong you're wrong but you're right? wrong you're wrong my my wikipedia knowledge and my blog knowledge trumps your lived experience right right because right. that's really what they're doing right that's really what they're doing um and it's just so frustrating it's so frustrating it's just again 
because I always approach it. What I find interesting about that, and I, and I sorry to uh, interrupt you, but what I find interesting about that is the people who will who will make that argument are the same people who will tell you that you have to listen to trans lives, you have to listen to black lives, you have to listen to. It's interesting to me that the more progressive quote unquote voices are the ones who are. Hey, I'm a progressive. Who are doing no, but you know what I mean. Are are doing the mental gymnastics to right. to make themselves right. you know no 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 no. But Listen, you're wrong. You could be all mad all that you want at the U.S. The U.S. has all the problems that it has. We a lot of problems. We're not We've perfect. Messed up in a lot of things. We have a very, um, a very hard history, a very unfair history to a lot of people. You could say all that you want about the U.S. And you're probably right. The, the problems in Cuba are not because of the U.S. And to think that it's a very not trivial. It's just incorrect just ignorance it's willful ignorance it's willful ignorance of the what's going on in cuba of what's been going on in cuba for 60 some years and then you know this argument about Alberto batista no that was 62 years ago just say it no, no it, it isn't it doesn't even matter what fidel replaced right. or what he promised or who liked him and who didn't it's the point that once he took over he sold a bill of goods and then he did he was something a else. prick and he was a right. communist. You know, there's right. a very famous quote of him. Um, we should find it where he denounces communism. I know the one you're talking about. I'll Completely. Find it. I'll find it. He denounces communism because that is the facade that he had to trick an entire country. Right. Right. Um, but that's why I also tell you, which isn't just I would I would never trust anybody that started a coup. Because when you start a coup, it's because you think you know better. Well, and I want power. You're going against the constitution of whatever country, right. and once you start going against the constitution, that's when things start getting tricky. Because right. you know everybody, yeah, I, everybody thinks they're right until they're wrong. Right. <laughs> yeah. So I, I I very rarely trust anybody who thinks that they know have all the answers. Right. So. Either one day Cuba's going to be liberated, or it's going to communism is going to fall. Do you think it'll happen? Within our lifetime, and so, and it's weird okay, to say that. So here's the because thing. we're not old, but when Etedia Canale uh-huh, so took yeah. power, I actually thought. I'm sorry, I have to say I love the fact that like when I when I went to Versailles the other day, literally all the signs for Dia it was Dia Canale un singao. Like that was right. it. like that's the mantra. That's the right. hashtag right, right there. Our people love to be vulgar. I actually thought that he was going to do more of like the China model. Okay. To have a a, 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 a market like a, a capitalist like economy like a free mm-hmm. market, but still be a communist country, which mm-hmm. kind of means that you know you can stay, open up a business if you want, right? right. You, can, you have to stay in your lane, right? But stay in your lane, and you can't say anything. But at least you're not starving, and your house is falling on you, and right, you, you know, can have your own business, you uh, can do your all own, those right, things, right. which you know, standing. As an American, I'm like, fuck that. No, right, I want right, freedom. Right. You know, I feel that this is an all or nothing thing. Right. But I think that also being there, it's like... Okay, baby know, steps. It's like, okay, but that's better than what we have now. Right. Right? I actually thought, a lot of people thought that that was probably the way that he was going to go. Mm-hmm. But... Homeboy doubled down. He hasn't. Um, so... He's been he, in power now for what, like two years? Something like that. Um, and even China, like, advised them to go that route. Oh really? You know? Yeah. 
Yeah, because, you know, a country like China, there is, what, a billion people in China? You know, you got to keep those people happy somehow. That's because, true. Because that's, that's an insurrection you do not want. Like, because it doesn't matter how big your military is or your police forces. There's a billion people. Like, what, like, I don't know, what is it, one-fourth of the world population lives in China? So you don't want, you don't want those people to be pissed off. Like, or, or pissed off to the point that they're going to overthrow the right, government. Right, because they've got the numbers. Right. The numbers are on their side. So, um... So we'll see. We'll see. So, que viva Cuba Libre. Yeah. And, you know, después after, then the fight's going to be of like, who's going to rule Cuba? Because then, you know, the ones here all want to go back and reclaim. Right. And be like, but this is my Cuba. And it's like, no, you haven't lived here. And like, I was telling that to my father the other day. I'm like, you people haven't lived in Cuba in over 40 years, like 42 years now. That's not your your country You don't know what it's like to live in Cuba because you lived through a very, you know, my parents, like, you know, well, your parents know, but a lot of people in my parents' age, like in their 60s and 70s, and older it, it, right, lived through a very hard time because they lived through the transition. They lived right. in, in in the time that they had some stuff, then they lost it, and then it was the first years of the the regime. So they were really putting their foot down right, and executing right, right. people and and all that. So they lived through a particularly hard time. But they haven't lived there like them. A lot of people haven't lived there in 40, 50, 60 years. Yeah. So you don't know what it's like to live in Cuba. Like it's not your country anymore. It it it, it, it sounds harsh to say, but. You don't know the realities of it, living there day by day. You can't just show up there and yeah. So oh yeah, just starting from infrastructure, right? But you know what? That, that's a good problem to have down the road. <laughs> so you know, que viva Cuba libre. So yes, sir. I actually want to talk really quick okay. about one more thing. This is non-Cuba related. Then we're not going to do it. Sorry, this is the Cuba so, episode. Sorry. So no, because this this <laughs> is well, the Cuba topic is timely, but this is also timely. Okay. You probably heard this week before the Cuba uprising <laughs> that Richard Branson went to space. Oh, yeah. That's right. How do you feel about that? I mean, why not? I have so many issues with it. I'm just upset that everybody but Lance Bass has gone into space. I have so many issues with it. Why? Because Jeff Bezos is also going in space. And it's like, I think it's like a who has a bigger dick contest. Sure, let them. No. Well, well, they could do whatever they want. They could do whatever they want. If they want to go to space, let them go to space. If they want to go to Mars, let them go to Mars. But it's just, I'm very big on space exploration. Right. When it's done by NASA or some type of, you know, scientific entity. Right. But this is to like make it what well, cool. space it's space tourism. Right, for the filthy rich. Yeah. It doesn't bother me because the filthy rich have always done things that I can't do. Why should space be any different? I guess you're right, but it's like really Richard Branson, like there's so many other things that you could have done with that money. Like fair enough, but I mean Richard Branson has also done so many things, like he's jumped off hot air balloons and shit. The only thing I left know, was space. I just think that it's like it's it's like a again, like who has a bigger dick club? Oh it, no, no, no. It is definitely a dick measuring yeah. contest. Yeah. It's like you're going to space. Well, you know what? I'm going to space. And I'm surprised that Elon Musk hasn't just right. created a black I'm hole. I'm going to space and I'm going quicker and faster. Right, right. No, no, no. It's totally a dick measuring yeah. contest. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you're, yeah. You're, you're flying like 10 G's. I'm going to fly 20, 20 G's. G's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't know. It doesn't, it doesn't bother me. Maybe it's just because I have a soft spot in my heart for Virgin Records. Well, so do I. <laughs> so do I. Not going to lie. So do I. But I don't know. Like, I just, I think it's so, I don't know. I, I don't see the bigger picture in it. 
and generally I do see the big picture in it. I think it's just something very frivolous, and it's just oh, like, it absolutely is. It's it's just it, like, he's doing it because he can. Hi, I'm rich. I'm filthy rich. I'm, one and of the I'm gonna go to space. I'm gonna do whatever the hell I want. I'm going to space. Stop me. And it's like I don't know. There's. There's so many problems like in Cuba. <laughs> bring awareness to. Was That's that, true. He could take that money and I don't know. And Jeff Bezos is part Cuban. It, it, well, actually, he he does recognize himself as Cuban because his his father is actually his adoptive father, um, is Pedro Pan. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's he's a Pedro. Oh, he's pa- adopted. Yeah. So his mother had had him with uh, I guess her with his biological father. They got divorced when he was like maybe a year, like super young, and then when he. When he, when his mother remarried um, to this Bezos guy, he adopted okay. Jeff, and really that's the only father he's ever known. So that is his father. I mean, for all intents and purposes. Jeff, uh, who was uh, going to see that coming? Listen, you know what I? Think Why is not? Great Cuban ingenuity, baby. Ended up with. So you know, on Amazon, you, I've been on Amazon a very long time. Okay, I've been on Amazon since I was. It's 1998. Really? It's been around that long? Yes. So remember in 1991, in 1999, I was two. two that's so right. In 1998, I was one. That's true. Do you know what's the very Those first? Those onesies were and, getting and to your house. you can look on your account and see your all your entire uh, um, history history of what you've bought. Do you know what's the very first thing I bought on Amazon in 1998? Why do I feel like it's an import single? Of course it is. It's not a single. It's a whole album. Is it something of Robbie's? Of course. Okay, wait. No, no, don't tell me now. Is it I've been expecting you? Of course it is. <laughs> <laughs> because Millennium had come out. That's right. And I'm like, I really like that song. And I couldn't I couldn't find it in the import section of Blockbuster Music when I was a year old. Yes. And um, <laughs> the boss baby. And I, and I remember I found it in this weird page called Amazon. Wow. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to order it. And, and, well, we're not going to say this on air. And thus was born an obsession. do you remember my password back in the day? Don't say it, obviously. Oh, I just did. Okay. That is still my password. Are you serious? Yes, it is. <laughs> that is still my password. So, wait a minute. I, sh- I don't need to buy Amazon Prime. I can just log in with yours. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And it has no, still. but I didn't even have to ask you. I could still my, or, you know what dates me? When I give people my like general email, because uh-huh. you know we all nowadays we all yeah, have emails yeah. for different things. When I give people my general email, and it's an AOL address, minus Hotmail, yeah, it's an AOL address. Yeah. People are like AOL. Like I'm sure like if there's like an 18 year old filling me filling out whatever, oh, they have no idea. They have no idea what AOL. Ooh, they're is. like, what's an owl? And I'm like, yes, it's AOL. <laughs> Back when it was the shit. That's right. You know those chat rooms. And I'll be like, estoy hablando con alguien en España. And I'll be like, mamá, papá, mira, estoy hablando con alguien en Madrid. Ay, oh my God, estás hablando con alguien en España. Wow. And it's like, now it's like. Now it's like, yeah, I'm talking to somebody in Spain. Who cares? Like, I don't care that you're talking to Whatever. <laughs> now we have to go to space. <laughs> but yeah, see, only somebody who's known me for 30 plus years. You like got it to the team. I was like, okay, wait. I need to, I need to back up and back up and back up. <laughs> this is why we host a podcast together. This is exactly why <laughs> we host a podcast. Could figure out my first Amazon purchase. Listen, don't forget that I was able to purchase episodes of American Horror Story. Actually, I think it was through Amazon. Oh my gosh! So, listeners, to kind of lighten up the before we get into our last sodas, to kind of lighten up the the, the subject, the mood. Um. I remember some years ago, 
It was an Amazon Prime? It had to have been because on Amazon Prime. Yeah. I started seeing all these purchases of American horror story. <laughs> and I'm like, Pero quien está viendo episode esto? two, episode three, episode like, four. Who episode is watching? Like who, who like who's <laughs> who took my 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 thing? And I don't know how. Like I think I called you. Or I, or I may have called somehow, you somehow. Or, or I'm like, hey, have you been purchasing American Horror Story with my Amazon? And you're like, yeah, I have. And I'm like, but there's a there's like a, a pin number that you have to put. Like, and he's like, yeah. And I figured it out. And I'm like, oh, it's like what six digits? It was I'm five. Like, it was five digits. It was five. And digits. let's just say that it wasn't my birthday, right? And I got it right on the first try. Yes. <laughs> And he got it right, and it wasn't even my, you know, because if it's your birthday, like, okay, well, well that's right, okay. right, right. It wasn't even my birthday, and you got it right, and I'm like, okay, wow, yeah, like, <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> we got stars, dar- people. If you haven't heard, Robbie Williams, <laughs> we gotta laugh. It's been a, it's been a it's rough, been a rough it's been a rough week, and I just know for those of you who know that Robbie Williams is, I was Robbie Williams' first American fan. It's true. And when we went to see him in Vegas two years ago, I sure let him know that I was. I feel he heard you. <laughs> I feel he knew. He knew. He couldn't say anything, okay, but enough. he knew. We're, we're getting on a tangent here, personal stuff. So, um, well, I know who I'm going to give my last soda to. Have I'm going to give it to the Cuban people. First all right. of all, they need all the soda they can get, That's all the refreshment, refreshment they can get, replenishment yeah. they can get. Yeah, a revolution is very thirst quenching. Yes. So the Cuban people standing up for your freedom and fighting for your freedom, this soda is for you. Yes, absolutely. Um, so I'm going to go a similar route. I'm actually going to give it to um, to someone who she's I, I she's a model, um, for lack of a better word, an influencer on Instagram, uh, America Valdez. Oh yes, she is the daughter of comedian, Cuban comedian Alexis Valdez. And earlier this week, she gave a very, really succinct, beautiful um, explanation on her on her Instagram, and I'll maybe we'll post it uh, of you know what it is to listen to. Basically, it's what you did, you know, Darian, which is you got to listen to people who know what they're talking about and don't deny their experiences. But she did it in a, such a succinct way. And I mean, I think she's maybe 21 at most, you know, and she was just so eloquent and well-spoken. And, and it was just, I don't know. There was something about when I, when I heard her speak that just, it, it hit me in my, in the feels and, and it made me just really, you know what? really, a, a it voice, resonated a with voice me. voice like hers is important because um, as young as we think we are, you know, again, I was two again, two, right. Two right. In that would make me what twenty four, right? Well, she's still younger than you. Yes, right. yes, clearly. Um, you need You're right. You, <laughs> you need you, voices you legal like pro, ours. You legal prodigy. You. you need, yes. You need young voices like us. No, seriously. <laughs> you need like really young voices like her um, to talk to her peers and tell them, right. "Hey, this is what's up." Because you know how it is when you're under twenty five. You think that somebody who's twenty eight is old. Yeah, exactly. And old and archaic, and then uh, you know whatever. what you don't know what you're talking about. Right. Yeah. Um, so a lot of times these people that are very young and really stand for something and believe in something, those voices are very important because yeah. that's how you reach. That's where the impact generation. is made. Yeah. That yeah, absolutely. So. so yeah. So the Cuban people and America Valdez. Yeah. So. Well, everybody, that was that was a long that was a that was a that was a fa- uh, jam packed episode. Yeah, that ended up talking. We, we we talked about Cuba for almost an hour, and then we talked about two British guys, Robbie Williams and Sir Richard Brams, as one does. As one does. So, as one does. So, everybody, we hope you listen, laughed, and learn. 
Um, next week, I believe we're going to be having sort of a special episode. We're, we're going to be recording on location. On location. We'll, we'll fill you uh, in yeah. what it is. Um, but we're, we're going to have a little bit of a special episode in terms of the subject matter. I mean, we're obviously talking about things going on and all that. Although if Cuba's liberated by next week, forget it. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> what, all forget. bets are off. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, like. We'll be <laughs> on, the, on location, you know, whatever. So, um, everybody, uh, we hope you listen, laugh, and learn. Remember to grab your pastelito, your croqueta, and your cafecito. And thank you so much for joining us. That was episode 165. Have a great weekend, everybody. Pero Friday, have a great one. And, and you know what? And have a Cuba week. Libre. Yes. That Gloria Stefan song. Quiero mi Cuba Libre. Or as they say, una mentirita. That's what they call it? Well, yeah, because oh, well, Cuba's yeah. not free. Yeah. Pero Let Me Tell You is co-hosted by Darian Borges and Ismaeliano, produced by Ismaeliano, and our theme, Pero Let Me Tell You Freestyle, is composed by Michael Angelo Lomlaplex, the official gay guy. And don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review on iTunes. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.